those effing C words. Changing confidence, child. Two words that are so scary, they may as well be personal. Let's talk about it. On this podcast, we'll share our stories about hardship and starting over, making professional pivots, ending relationships and friendships, and having the confidence to navigate change. I'm Marcia Cork, the change coach, and this is Ooh, Those Effing C Words. Happy Friday, MCs. Happy Black Friday. I hope you all had a great Thanksgiving. I hope that while you're out doing your shopping and everything, you find a moment to sit still and listen to today's episode because <laughs> I cared enough to put one together for you. But yeah, happy Thanksgiving. I wish that I had remembered. I wasn't even thinking last week that that would be the last time we spoke before Thanksgiving to give you all a you know happy Thanksgiving wish in advance. But Happy Thanksgiving. I hope you found some joy in being around friends and family this Thanksgiving. I know we've been talking about the holiday blues and how difficult this time can be, but hopefully you're surrounding yourself, if not with the people you know you long to be with this time of year, then at least with the community you're building to support your healing. You know, so I hope you found some joy and some comfort in those you were around and allowed yourself to be around this Thanksgiving. So this week we have an episode from my lost files. I'm actually saying this is <laughs> this is a bit of a Thanksgiving miracle because we recorded this some time ago and experienced some crazy technical difficulties. It was when I was transitioning to a new recording platform and the audio was just really bad um, on my end. A lot of it just could not be recovered, but I was able to re um, to recover a good part of the conversation and the tone and the timing of this conversation could not be more perfect for this time of year. So that's why I'm saying I got a little Thanksgiving miracle in this episode. So Bridget Alfred is a past attendee from one of my workshops at the Maryland Department of Labor. I had presented my It's Me approach um, some time ago, and Bridget had penned a beautiful fiction novel as a tribute to her mother who passed back in 2016. So in the book, she shares how her mother's history and her mother's childhood trauma helped her face her own childhood trauma, and it really helped her to heal. She went through a depressed state after losing her mother and doing this book um, was, you know, therapeutic for her. And she also wrote the book well into her retirement, which I love because it goes to show you, number one, that your story, you know, that trauma, that, that, that truth, that testimony, that thing from your past that shapes the work that you do now, it's always a part of your story, right? You know, I talk about that with the It's Me approach. It's always a part of your story. And then also that it's never too late to heal and work on your healing. And writing the book for her has been therapeutic. So I love that. And it's actually making me want to ask you guys, do you journal? Is journaling a part of your, you know, your healing? Is it therapeutic for you? Is it in your self-care toolkit? I am not one to really journal. 
you know, not consistently anyway. I do journal, but not consistently. And for some of you, if you journal a lot, then, you know, maybe there's a writer within you. Maybe you've been thinking about writing a book. So I have that question as well. Have you ever wanted to self-publish a book? Because Bridget's story will give you some insight into the book writing process. And she's going to talk about her experience working with um, a small independent publisher. And I don't know very many people who've written a book. I know it's a lot more popular now than it's ever been. So I think this is a great conversation for those of you who have thought about writing a book to get some insight into that process to either self-publishing or working with a small publisher, you know, something that really just makes the process tangible, right? So I hope you enjoyed this conversation. Let's get into this episode and my conversation with Bridget Alfred and how she shares her story and tools for healing after loss, change, and trauma. Enjoy. Yes, thank you for having me on. It is an honor to be here with you. Um, my name is Bridget Alfred. I'm a CEO of Bridget Alfred LLC. I am a wife of Tyrone Alfred for approximately 34 years. The, the years change every time he speaks about it. I am a mother, grandmother, great-grandmother. I, I am a retiree of the United States Capitol Police where I served for 24 years. Matter of fact, I just celebrated my eight-year anniversary last week, so I'm happy about that. Okay. That gives me time to write more. Um, I'm also a Desert Storm vet, and um, I am the chaplain for the Veterans of Foreign Wars. I I serve under in um, Fort Washington, Maryland. Okay. So that that is my journey of um, serving. Um, then once I retired, I became an author. Um, the first book, uh, was supposed to have been a story of my mother at the time she was 92 years old okay. and still had her, um, her oh, mind, her wow. memory mm -hmm. and That's everywhere we went, she was my riding partner. People say, Oh, you should write a book about her. You should write a book about her. So that's how I started on my writing journey. Um, so far, I have three published books and working, um, and the fourth and the fifth are at the publishers right now. Wow. Okay, so you've been writing since when? When, when was that that you started writing? Um, well, I've been writing ever since junior high, but as far as having anything published, started in 2018. Okay, so five books since 2018? Five books since 2018. That's impressive. All right. Well, tell us about this book specifically that you um, wrote into me about hope. And that's an acronym for. Yes. Um, when there is hope, healing overcomes painful events. Okay. Um, matter of fact, it is the rebirth of the um, first book I published um, because um, the publisher that I had at the time that I used um, was very disappointing. I won't mention the name, but okay. it was very disappointing. Um, uh, it was during um, a time I started the book with my mother in 2014. I would interview her with an old-fashioned tape recorder, cassette tape okay. recorder, had questions for her. And like I said, she had a sharp memory. 
-hmm. But after a few times, I said about four or five times, she started saying, I don't remember. Mm -hmm. So I said, Marcia, no, what am I going to do with this material I have? So I am a firm believer in prayer. So I prayed about it and I turned the information that she had given me into a fiction novel. Okay. And I compared the characters of the book with the characters of the Bible to show the readers that whatever you're going through, circumstances, experiences, there is someone in the Bible you can relate to. So that's to give hope, encouragement. So that book um, came out in 2018 after uh, um, going through depression because my mother transitioned before the book was published. Mm. So um, like I said, I started in 2014, she transitioned in 2016 and it took me a year to get back to writing again. Cause like I said, um, the past three years of her life, she lived with my husband and I, so we was very close. So after um, the depression and the grieving, yes. I went back to writing and the book was published in 2018. So in 2018, to 2021 the the marketing i didn't know anything about marketing book mm -hmm. i just felt that the publisher just published and just just left me alone didn't mm -hmm. give any directions and guidance so um i had started writing for an online magazine urban sentinel okay. and i asked the editor to uh i specifically asked for a publishing company with integrity I'm telling you, Marcia, from the first time I talked to her, I knew she was the publisher for me. Mm. With And her conversation showed that she um, not just wanted to publish my book, she was concerned about is getting out there to readers, you know. Okay. And she had training and teaching all, and I just felt comfortable with her. So again, it was a rebirth. So it became when there is hope, healing overcomes painful events, plus a devotional to go along with it. Okay. So I like this um, this topic, this conversation, for a variety of different different reasons. So I, I love the title um, because you know this podcast talks about navigating hardship, navigating change, and having the confidence to do that. So yes, you need confidence. Yeah. To navigate change and hardship, but you also need hope. Yes. So that's very important. So I like this conversation for that reason. And I also like the idea of exploring and having you share your experience with publishing a book, writing and publishing a book, because what people do um, as the solution, you know, when we talk about the it's me approach that they're asked, their solution isn't always um, entrepreneurship in the traditional sense or starting a, a business, a product or service, offering a product or service. So I like that you have turned to books, you know, writing and um, authoring and publish self, -pub well, not really self-publishing, but um, more independent, more of the independent route for publishing than what we know about the process. So it would be great for you to, to share this experience with listeners who have for years been wanting to explore writing, but never quite get there. So this is a, a great conversation to have and inspire those people to start yeah. writing as well. Okay, well, let's talk about the money. How much of this is an out-of-pocket expense? Um, 
you know, to take that leap in your to, to take that leap of faith and know that to put this out to market it ad, adequately is probably going to take some investment. Is is there also an investment from the publisher, or is this exclusively an out of pocket expense for you? Well, it was totally um, out of pocket. Marketing is included. I got my own website, which is thereishopealways.com. And she walks me through that. My ISBN number, which is registered in the Library of Congress. Um, Anything that I ask, um, my one sheet, which which is a little, um, if anyone don't know, it's a mini bio of yourself. So mm-hmm. you can send it out when you want to um, try to get a speaking engagements. Mm-hmm. Um, she did her company and her team, wonderful professional team, did that for me. So anything that I needed that will help me market my book, it was included in um, uh, the publishing cost, which is wonderful. Again, didn't I get that from the first publisher? Okay. Okay. And what other marketing strategies were there? Did you, um, you said you jumped right into these 21 day Bible study sessions on Facebook. So you jumped right into social media marketing. What other ways did you promote the book? Um, Like I said, it was done on Facebook. So as anyone uh, um, send out invitations with all emails, family and friends that I, I knew. So I have an email list. So when to keep people updated on what am I doing, my events. Uh, matter of fact, I'm going to um, participate in my first book fair in November. Okay. Uh, any of your listeners in the Columbia, South Carolina area, I will be there for my first book fair at the convention center. So I'm excited about that. Okay. And so I'm eventually going to start um, seeking bookstores. Um, and also churches um, to get the word out of the wonderful gift that God gave me through When There Is Hope. Okay. Now you said the last uh, the last iteration of the book was completed in 2018. 2018 was um, the first book. Okay. Yeah. And then, and then, then, um, the rebirth of the book was in 2021. Okay. And explain the rebirth again. Um, to change publishers. Ah, okay. So the name was changed and the book cover was changed, but the context is the same. Okay. So that's why it's a rebirth. So tell me about the the devotional, because I didn't I didn't know that there was an accompanying devotional. I think. Yes. Um, so so how should users use the book and the devotional? So the book we know is a fictional. It, it's a it's a fiction, but based on what initially was the autobiography of your mom, correct? Correct. Okay. And you mentioned that they are, um, that they, it can be a resource that you can look to the characters as heroes and villains, and that you can get, um, you know, a little bit about these characters as, as, as relatable characters, but how else should they use the book and the accompanying devotional as resources as they navigate change and hardship? So uh, you have scriptures, um, then you have a little um, context, and then you have a prayer. So it's 148 devotionals. So you can um, say one every day or read the whole whole devotional. Um, It's at your own time. 
you know, your quality and quantity time with, with our Heavenly Father. Okay. All right. Well, let's get into this It's Me approach. Okay. So you told me that you've been using the It's Me approach, which I'm always excited to hear because, you know, I have people start the It's Me approach during the actual session, walking through each acronym and jotting down some information then. Um, of course, you know, when we're in a large group, it's hard to get everyone to share what they've written. Um, but here's your opportunity. I want to hear the way that you've been using the It's Me approach to promote the book. So go ahead and share. Um, well, tell me, I, you don't have to tell me your I, you know, introducing yourself. Um, but go ahead and talk about the truth, you know, your testimony, um, your solution, how you're mastering your craft and your experience and expertise. Okay. Um, now I don't have my notes, <laughs> so help me through it. Okay. So, so the truth was, um, once I, I got the my marching orders on how to use the information um, that my mother gave me, I started writing and it hit me, Marcia, that I wasn't completely healed from a lot of things from my past. Mm. So um, I gleaned from what I was writing also to get healing. Um, uh, just the, the fiction part is not just my mom's story. It's also my story too. Um, I had um, abuse in my, my childhood. I had a, a rough first marriage. And a lot of um, one chapter um, deals with of the book deals with these two. Of course, I changed facts and changed names, but it's all it helped me to be, be um, to surrender, surrender my pain also, so I could be completely healed, and that way I could share my testimony on my healing to the readers of the book. So that is the truth there okay i do good <laughs> <laughs> well i get what well, what i ask in the it's me approach is is there an incident is there an event um something from your past that inspires you you know that sparks you to you know what drives you to do the work that you set out to do today so that's what so, it was yeah so in cases of entrepreneurship, you know, sometimes if you've been working a traditional nine to five, but for years you've been feeling like you want to explore something else, where does that come from? Right. Right. So in this case, what sparks your, uh, what sparked you, what, what made you decide to write this book? Was there an incident from your past? And in that, in, in this case, you, you know, you're working with um, telling your, your mom's story. So maybe for you, that testimony, that truth is hearing and learning from her experiences and having that drive your decision to write this book, to, to want to tell her story. Um, so, so yeah, I, if, if it, is there, is there one specific incident or is it a history of combined stories and experiences um, that you've experienced alongside her that drove you to write this as an autobiography initially and then turn it into a fictional book? I, I would say a combination of both. Um, like I said, is to deal with different traumatic issues in childhood. Um, 
I was um, a victim of rape. Um, one, the main character was a victim of rape. So to deal with that, um, it's hard. It's hard. And I go from um, the book gets into the deepness of it, how it affected the main character. Yeah. Um, and then she had her mother abandon her at the same time. Mm. And this, this is just a little girl. And I didn't know my father. So it touches those really root issues, yeah. what, what we go through in our traumatic um, circumstances as childhood trauma. So that what drove me, yes, yeah. to, to write the book. Because I know with someone out here that can relate to childhood trauma mm -hmm. and and just give up on life or don't have no hope at all that I'm going to get over anything or those lies from the enemy, you know, that things are your fault. You know, if you, it just can be so many things that keep us in a place of hopelessness. Yeah. So that was the driven force. And do you use this book as a solution to, yes. you know, for this being um, therapeutic for you, therapeutic for others who read the book and do the accompanying, uh, use the accompanying journal? You, yes. is, is, that's your solution. Now, I don't want to put words in no. your mouth. <laughs> it's true. It's I don't want to do the exercise for you. No, it is true. That is the solution. Like I said. Um, besides the characters in the novel for um, the readers to relate to, to give what the biblical characters to show that there's nothing new under the sun, which is in Ecclesiastes, mm -hmm. that what you, what we experience here now happened in biblical times. And this was the result of it, that yeah. there is hope after whatever circumstance you go in, that nothing is minimized that you can, there is light after the darkness, yeah. you know? So yes, the, the novel is meant again to show what comes after trauma, mm -hmm. healing. Okay. Healing. Do you, speak? Do you speak regularly? Are you, did, did this also, you know, drive you to become um, a, a speaker? Do you do public speaking, talking about the book or the events in the book or just to be uh, inspirational and motivational to audiences? Do you speak? Well, um, inspirational. Um, matter of fact, I just spoke at my church this past Sunday, okay. but it wasn't on it. It wasn't to promote the book. Um, I am a cancer survivor. Okay. So um, the 21 day um, Bible study, um, the last one I did, um, which was via um, Facebook live, Mm -hmm. It was one week before I started radiation and chemotherapy. Mm -hmm. So I, I, that was nothing but divine intervention because after going through chemo and radiation, I was drained. It was no way I could continue yeah. to have a smile and to give uh, encouragement mm -hmm. while feeling so much pain. But I'm only by the grace of God that I'm through it. I am cancer free. All right. So I, I, like I said, I will start um, looking for speaking engagements um, to send out my my pitch to um, our local library, um, let authors come, bookstores and churches. Mm -hmm. So I will start that very soon. Okay. 
Well, that's a, so tell me about the, the M in the It's Me approach is the mastery, how you master your craft, how you become a credible subject matter expert. And uh, I want to explore this with you because I know other people who are, you know, playing with the idea of writing a book, but haven't haven't quite gotten themselves there yet struggle with this. They struggle with this um, idea that they're not writers. You know, they they say things like, you know, I, I wrote in elementary school or I wrote on my school newspaper or I've always done poetry or creative writing, but it's hard to convince themselves that they can author and be successful self-publishing um, a book or, you know, doing this independently, financing it out of pocket and actually um, making enough sales that they're happy with their with their results. So tell me about that. How do you how do you deal with or not so much how do you deal with how comfortable are you saying that you are an author that you are a writer if this was not your you know past life you said you, you it sounds like you had some military background some police background you said right, correct. Um, so yeah so how do you make that pivot and how comfortable are you in the amount of credibility um, that you have as a writer and a subject matter expert uh, now? Well, um, everyone, I have so many friends that said they want to write a book. And I tell them, yeah, one of us have a story to share. Each one of us. You have a story, Marcia. I can't tell your story. You can't tell mine. So each one of us have a story. It's just taking the time and just putting it on paper. Um, I have a notepad in just about every area of my house because mm. a thought will come to me and that, mm -hmm. that can lead to a chapter, a paragraph, but because it's my story, I'm telling it. So once I tell it, get it down on paper, then it's up to the publisher that you choose to make it compile it into the book. You just want to get it down on paper. What is in burning in your heart, burn it in your mind to um to share mm -hmm. to encourage someone else to give someone else hope because i guarantee this whatever you've gone through in life someone else can relate to it absolutely so we supposed to be helpers of one another i just had a family event this this um past weekend another family member i got a story write it down mm -hmm. you know mm -hmm. i encourage it write it down and yeah. it's not up for you to do editing um not the greatest uh english um person you know the the grammar and all that no that's what you're paying the publisher for but you want okay. to get your, your dream down your ideas down on paper mm -hmm. or or type it um i i do everything freehand then i i transpose it to um on the computer then okay. i send it off that's how I do it. I do everything longhand, but okay. just get started. Yeah. That's the biggest thing to get started. You don't, and it'll just come to you. It'll just flow through you because it's burning inside of you. Like I said, my publisher is your baby. Yeah. It's time to birth your baby. Yeah. And that's what the it's me approach is all about. So remember I use this to get people to conceptualize. Um, I, I, I use, I have people use it to develop their sales pitch or their elevator pitch, but then also their brand story and ultimately their pitch deck. 
So they're using this in a variety of different ways. But what's at the core of all of this is using the five stages, using the acronym to tell your story, to craft the story, to identify what it is about your past that drives you today and drives the work that you want to do in the future. So ultimately, when you weave that all together, it is a story. Right. It is what what intrigues other people and what makes you a relatable subject matter expert and has has people connect their human experience to yours. Right. That so is, it, is, it is definitely crafting your story. Okay. Is. And so you said you have a few other books in the making? Yes, I have two at the publisher. Um, the first one is, uh, can I give the title? Sure. Okay, so Jesus Saves the Hood, Love for the Unchurch. That is going to be a, um, a modern uh, story of if Jesus was walking this earth right now. It's to mm -hmm. bring in the younger generation that might not be attending church right now. Okay. Give them a modern um, story of Jesus and his ministry and his disciples. And actually, this was birthed as a musical back in 2004, Marcia. So wow. dreams do not have expiration. <laughs> back in 2004. And um, it was also a disappointment because I don't have musical background. Mm -hmm. So I would ask um, different uh, uh choir directors or musicians to help me with the music part. I get, oh, I'll help you. I'll help you. And bam, nothing. Mm -hmm. So it got on the back burner until I'll say about 2014, I met this um, young man that had did plays when he was in California and he hooked me up with someone else and we expanded it. But again, it's supposed to be a musical. So um, again, like I try to always do when I make a decision is to um, ask God. And he said, use what you have and expand upon it and make a novel. So that's, that is at the um, publisher right now being editing. And from that, then it will be a screenplay. She already got her mind, the wheels spinning that the screenplay will come from this novel and um, the music will come later on. And then it's another devotional. So um, I do devotionals on my Facebook page every day except for Sundays. And that is Hope is Real devotionals. So again, encouragement, mm -hmm. um, words of hope and love every day on Facebook. Is there anything you want to share about your writing process to give people um, you know, just like just kind of set some expectations or give some structure around what people can expect out of the writing process and as they move into the publishing process and maybe even how long that process takes. Well, like I said, again, it's an individual thing um, for me. Um, that's why I keep a pad in each area of my house, because a thought will come at any moment now um, with both of the books. I woke up at like two, three o'clock in the morning with ideas. So each individual person is different. But again, it's the point of starting. Mm -hmm. 
yeah. taking that first step and starting. Um, and don't worry about the grammar. Don't worry about um, if this sentence and this paragraph. That's what the publisher is for. That's what the editors are for. But it's just getting your thoughts down on paper. Or like I said, if you longhand or if you do it typing to just start. And as far as the publishing, um, it is a process. Of course, you would submit um, to whatever publisher you you, you choose. Um, they would uh, look at the manuscript and um, depending on how many pages, the prices, depending on how many pages you have and the format that you decide to do your book in, um, whether it's going to be paperback, whether it's going to be hardcover, mm -hmm. um, then it goes to the editor. So that takes a process. So it, it depends on the publishing company. And then after the editing, then they'll give it back to you. And for you to make any corrections, um, with um, my first book, um, it was a lot of back and forth, because mm -hmm. like I said, it was my first one. And um, then it goes to choosing your book cover, which can be very fun. Um, uh, it depends on um, your colors, uh, the lettering, but the whole process shouldn't be overwhelming. Again, mm -hmm. is that's why I love my publisher related to um, the birthing process. You you getting excited about your baby, picking out clothes for your baby, <laughs> getting the getting the room ready for the baby yeah. coming. You're expecting, you know, that's what you're doing. You're getting excited. You're telling your friends before it even get um, published. You know, I got my book going to come out. You know, yeah. this is the title. Be looking out for. So it should be. It shouldn't be anything overwhelming. Don't let it get overwhelming to you. If you have to, you know, take a few months of not writing at all, just don't let it be overwhelming. It's something that you want to share with the world is this was in your heart. Okay. And, and um, you, I'm sorry. I was just going to say it's a, to that point, it's important that you're sharing this process because, you know, the reason why I ask is, the only thing that most of us know about the process is what we see on TV. You know, <laughs> we don't know anyone who's written a book and self-published or worked worked with a, a smaller publisher. You don't have any insight into that process. And so what right. we see on TV is the difficulty in finding a publisher. We right. hear about, um, you know, advances to to be paid to write the book. We we are aware of deadlines and a specific time frame in which the um, content has to be fi uh, finalized and presented to the publisher. So it's, it sounds like this process is very different when you're working with a smaller publisher. To be honest, Marcia, mostly those um, where you hear about advancements and being paid, those are for big name people like yeah. your movie stars, your um, mega pastors, um, you know, that. I I could stay be honest. Um, you got to already have a name, already have a platform to be in that bracket, you know. Okay. So, like I said again, I can't say it enough. I can't emphasize enough. Take the first step and start writing. And um, like I was getting ready to say before, I was comfortable with it. I did have a mentor, and he had written thirty-two books, so I knew that was the person okay. to go to. And he helped me to structure while I was writing. So 
I know you, different libraries, if you have a good library in your area that, that might offer classes, you know, if you're not sure about how to structure, you know, some people believe in having outlines, you know, um, how to set up your chapters, you know, which way you're going to do your chapters. And that is a great idea if you're not comfortable yet. Um, I also had in my area a book club um, for um, beginning writers which was also good also because you had different writers coming together, um, mm -hmm. bouncing ideas on only one another. So do your research. If yeah. you're not, is the publisher you're providing this? Is the publisher providing these brainstorming sessions? And yes, she did. Support? she did. She did every now and then she'll, she'll uh, have a, have a, um, a webinar or zoom class to help, help those on, um, that's that's the struggling that's that's why i love her so much that she cares she okay. cares you know first publisher didn't do that but she cares but yes yeah, she do she really do have classes um on zoom because you know everybody have um busy schedule and she'll record it and you can go back and watch it so again um just follow um fruition publishing and concierge services and you'll find out Okay. Well, I want to circle back quickly to yeah. the financing of this. So, okay. so the, um, I guess I want to set some realistic expectations about how much money you can actually make. And I know that's going to vary from person to person because, you know, the size of your email list, or if you have an email list, uh, the, the reach of your publisher and how active they are in helping to market the book, those types of things. Realistically, what can one expect to 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 make off of their book? Is it more of a passion project, and you're not really looking to make a profit, or because you're you know more important about it's more important to you that you just simply share your story, or do you go into this hoping that you can actually make some money off of this book? Tell me about that. Well, again, it's an individual. Um, it depends on. Um, is it going is it just a hobby or is it a business yeah so marketing is the key um using your social media platforms um like i said i did facebook um whatever you're comfortable with social media that's that's all i do is facebook right now okay. and uh passing out business cards different events um, you can go to, like I said, I'm doing my first book fair this um, in November. So marketing is key, getting the word out. Um, I, I uh, submitted a book to my uh, local library. So it's getting the word out. Mm -hmm. um, I've also been um, on other, um, uh, have been interviewed by other podcasts. So um, even the good book with um, Fred Mills on, Serious XM. Okay. And how often are you doing this? How, how often are you appearing on podcasts? Are you um, doing radio shows, church events? I heard you mention earlier, how often would you say you do this per month? Last year, before I um, went through my treatments, I had did um, through three or four interviews. Okay. Yeah. But well, um, that is for you. 
I'm excited for you. And I want you to close out by again, repeating your websites, um, any social pro profiles, where can everyone find you and your book? Okay, um, again, I'm Bridget Alfred, CEO of Bridget Alfred LLC with um, the author, When There Is Hope, Healing Overcomes Painful Events, um, the novel and the devotional with the same name. And you can find me on my website, thereishopealways.com. Again, thereishopealways.com. And I also have a Facebook page that I give a words of hope and encouragement and love every day, except for Sundays. Hope is real devotional. And you can find me on Facebook. Okay. And anything else you want to share with everyone before we go? Take the first step. Your story can help someone else to give them hope, encouragement, and to just love on someone else. So take the first step and start writing. Absolutely. Absolutely. Thank you so much. This Thank was you, a pleasure. <laughs> I've enjoyed this conversation. I'm so excited to see that you're actually using the It's Me approach, that it is that it has been helpful to your process. And of course, you can always continue to reach out to me if you have any questions or you want some guidance with the It's Me approach. Um, if you're ready, if you're at the point where you're ready to implement that into your pitch deck, I'm happy to assist with that as well. All right. Okay. Yes, now, wasn't that a feel good episode? I don't know. It just felt like it was perfect for this time of year. I'm so glad that I was able to recover it and use it right now. Before we go, I have a favor to ask you guys. I had an amazing conversation recently and a great opportunity to be on a podcast. I will share more details about that later. But in that conversation, my mentor, Tiffany, the budget Nista Aliche, gave me some jewels and gems. All right. And you may have heard of her. She's a, you know, just a little New York Times bestselling author. <laughs> she wrote the book, Get Good With Money. She was recently um, headlined in a Netflix special called Get Smart With Money. So one of the things she's holding me accountable to is to asking my MCs to help me grow my community. Um, one of the things I always talk about is, you know, how I can be strategic about using this podcast as a platform and really growing my tribe of MCs. And what better way to do that than to call on my MCs to support this? You know, let's grow together. Um, you know, I'm proud of myself and the work that I've done with this podcast, but I can't do it alone. I can't grow it alone. And so I would love your support with this. If you aren't sharing the episodes, please start sharing that share an episode, um, you know, share it with someone who you think fits into this community, into this little tribe that we're building. If you don't know how to share an episode, basically when, basically in whatever app or platform you're listening in, whether that's Apple Podcasts, Spotify, whatever, when you click on the episode, you'll see those three dots that give you different menu options. So click on those three dots, you'll see some options for sharing the episode um, either in a message itself or by copying the link and pasting it into another message. But that's something you can do. Share the episode, encourage your friends, colleagues, connections to 
subscribe themselves and let's grow this tribe of MCs. Okay. So thank you in advance for being willing to do that. And thank you for your support so far. This is episode 30 y'all. It's crazy, crazy that I've gotten to episode 30 already. And that's all because of you and your support and your listening. And this is something I'm especially grateful for is the success of this podcast, this holiday season. Thank you. So with that, I will let you get back to your shopping or whatever you got going on this holiday weekend. And I'll see you next week. Bye-bye.